1: Welcome, everyone. I'm Eric, this is my wife, Julia. We are Blended Life, and as usual, having technical difficulties, <laughs> which is kind of ironic. I've been doing this type of stuff literally for 25 years of my life. yeah. And I have never had more technical difficulties in the entire 25 years than I have in the last three months of doing Blended Life. You know
0: why that is. I totally can answer why that is. Yeah. Because we're doing something that matters. Yeah. And so I you're think- saying for the last
1: 25 years I've been doing nothing that matters?
0: Not like this, babe. This is helping people,
1: yeah. I know, I but I, know. my
0: point is, I think that when you do something that is helping people, yeah, you know, it gets challenged, right? You know, I think that there's evil out there.
1: Speaking of challenging, what's tonight's topic about?
0: So, we're gonna <laughs> again, poor Instagram, they're like, we've heard this like 20 times now, you guys. Um, no. Tonight we are going to be talking, today we're going to be talking about what we choose to discuss with our children. Okay. And why and how we hold back. Mm-hmm. I think you and I are both pretty open with our kids, sometimes to a fault.
1: Yeah, I, I know I am completely, um, especially with my son. Him yeah. and I talk about everything, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I mean, the kid has more life skills and... um Knowledge than most people ten times his age. Yeah, you know,
0: and you do discuss all areas of life. I think we're both really, you know, I think we're both alike in that when we see a life lesson, an opportunity to teach a life lesson to our children, we jump on it. Right. I mean, you and I both are pulling our kids aside and we're like, okay, so in in this area of life, don't do this or behave that way or know this and I think they're kind of like all rolling their eyes yeah in the back of their heads like you know
1: like one of our uh, viewers was saying like having age-appropriate discussions you know and that's uh yeah I feel like there's different topics with different age appropriate appropriations right but for instance my 12 year old son can tell you all about um Credit scores and how to work credit scores because that's an important (laughs) thing, you know.
0: It matters,
1: you know. But I'm like, no one ever taught me that type of stuff when I was young. No, you learned it. You learned it later, right? You know. And now people play video games and social media on their phones. I play credit score on my phone. You
0: do. You're on Credit Karma. Little plug to Credit Karma. (laughs) Um, I can't get on Credit Karma because I've had too many last names. This is a
1: true story, people.
0: It's very true. It's like your social matches with too many last names. We have no idea who you are. And red flag, red flag, red flag. Yeah. So the joke continues at my expense. Just is kidding. that something
1: you teach your kids? Here, there's another first. comment. What? <laughs> before Before marrying someone, <laughs> check their credit score.
0: That is a very, it matters. It's, it's funny,
1: but it kind of matters because that will affect you the rest of your life. Now, I don't think that it should dictate. True love and a good relationship. Mm. However.
0: Man, like if we're going (laughs) to go into that, well.
1: Sorry, I just took us on a tangent.
0: Yeah, that's fine though because what I do tell my kids is like love is a choice. So love is a verb. So when we're talking about love, it isn't just the feeling that comes along with like the lust and the and that you're enamored with someone. But it really is like you have to choose to wake up and do life with this person every day. And that means buying a home. That means going through debt together. That means, you know, what is our budget going to look like? Do you want to eat out all the time? Do you want to make home meals at home all the time to save money? It, finances play a huge part. If I
1: if I would have shaved my face before you met me, mm-hmm. or when we <laughs> would you still I have like me? I like trying not to look at you. Everyone's right now. Everyone's laughing at Instagram. Already knows I have a shaved <sighs> face right now. And you guys are
0: dying inside.
1: One of my she loves my beard, but one of my many hats I wear. I'm required to wear a respirator for
0: you like suction on your face <laughs> yeah mm.
1: so I, <laughs> anyways <laughs> so i i have to be able to put on a respirator right now
0: yeah which is also why we're recording earlier Super in the early. day he has to go to work he leaves i have the to get a nuclear at power
1: plant in a couple hours so
0: yeah so anywho um the beard being gone makes my heart sad but luckily you're gone all night so it doesn't matter <laughs> so you don't
1: have to look at me <laughs>
0: That's all right. I, I always tell him, I'm just going to shave my head. Yeah, I'll love you more. That's lovely. I'm just kidding. So going back to topic. So what do we choose to tell our children? Um, and I'm going to say specifically, like, let's talk about blended family stuff, right? So kids are always wanting to make sense of divorce. And until they get a concrete answer and one that they can have make sense, because I think a lot of times when kids question why my parents get divorced. Parents tread very lightly, as they should, I get it. Mm -hmm. But they're going to keep digging and keep digging until they get an answer that's concrete. And so I guess that goes back to being age-appropriate. What you're going to tell a 3-year-old versus a 7-year-old versus a 13-year-old versus a 30-year-old is going to look a little bit different. You know, it's kind of like you give an answer. Like, my answer when my kids were three was mommy and daddy could not stop fighting. And that was really not a loving household for you to grow up in.
1: Yeah. And
0: it, that's where it started.
1: Okay. I remember you having those conversations or.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because they always want to know regardless, it doesn't even matter how happy you are with your current spouse and how wonderful your family is doing. It that none of that matters. They still want to go back to that. So I think that you build on it. You give a very basic true answer. Don't lie to kids because they figure it out. And they'll start asking both parents, you know, that's another thing you need to keep in mind. I mean, I was in my late 20s when I finally asked my dad. Or maybe it was my early twenties. It was that de- it was a decade ago when I asked my dad, you know, what happened? What was your what was your side of things? And that took a lot of courage for me to ask him that. Um, believe it or not, we didn't have a close relationship, and so and to get back that answer was kind of like. And then the truth lied somewhere in the middle. I got my mom's answer. You know, my whole life, my mom had the same answer. And I finally got my dad's answer. I'm like, oh. At least she's
1: sticking to her story.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was like, okay, so the truth lies somewhere in the middle. And I think that as long as, you know, kids are going to, you know, always want to know. Well, that's a
1: good lesson too, you know. Don't give them maybe the full detailed version story. Because, I mean, for instance, if I gave my kids the full detailed version story, there'd be a lot of bashing of,
0: there was a virgin story. No,
1: definitely not. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? It would be a lot of me putting down their mother because the way things happened and I don't want, they don't need to know that part of it. Right.
0: Right. Well, and some things just aren't your children's business. That's it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't think your bedroom habit habits are ever your children's Yeah, that's
1: kind of the line in the sand.
0: You know, I think you have to be, you know, you kind of have to understand that. But I do think that, I mean, if your marriage ended in an affair, okay, I think your kids need to know that, but they can know that maybe later. You know, you start with very basic, you start very small, you start very, um, and make sure they understand that it wasn't their fault. I think kids are very egocentric, right? Kids make everything, especially the younger they are. The world revolves around them. Everything's about them. So it must be my fault. Um, and I think that's something that you always have to, go, mommy and daddy, mom and dad. We decided this had nothing to do with you. And I think that's a very. I think people really understand that. And right. Know and that, well, and like one but of the it viewers needs to be said.
1: Like one of the viewers, Meg just said that um, we that mom and dad are better people apart from each other. They're they're becoming the best mommy and daddy that they can be mm-hmm. apart from each other. Yeah. You know? and, and, and that's right. Yeah. It's a big,
0: and that's such a great thing. But to add on to that too, you need to keeping with, it, it's about the kids. You know, I always tell my kids and still do and always have that. They are way better off in two loving households with two fam. Like their lives are better because I know without a fact that two loving households are better to grow up in than one toxic, hateful, hurtful, no happiness, fighting household. It this is a way better. It's a lesser of two evils, right? I mean, divorce isn't great for kids, but neither is staying in a home that they are not gonna. They're gonna see a destructive relationship as a model to follow. I don't think. Yeah, that's and it's only good. gonna
1: set them up in the future for yeah non healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. It's funny you just had that same conversation. With uh, with the youngest, like a week ago, I heard you explaining right. this to her.
0: And mind you, my, we've been divorced since she was two. Mm-hmm. We're still; she's nine. Mm-hmm. We're still having these conversations. She's still trying to make sense of it.
1: And again, it'll. She go always in, will. It's it'll fine. go until yeah, your thirties. Yeah, you know when she just finally has right had enough therapy to <laughs> no, just
0: no. But then, mind you, she loves both families. You know, she, she does. loves all step parents. Yep. She loves everyone. And so I I think parents tend to get defensive too when they make it like, oh, they're asking questions and so that must mean they're very insecure with our family or what we're doing and that's just not the case. You know, I mean, it's just, um, they they always want to make sense of the world around it. You know, why do I have to wear my seatbelt? Why do I have to brush my teeth? Right. Why do I have to wash dishes? Why do I have to go to school? Why do I have to go to the bathroom? Yeah. In the toilet.
1: Can I welcome some of our yeah viewers please do one of the, one of the ladies is saying that her husband watches our our show Woo! and that's how she found us nice. so she found you on instagram and our instagram and well welcome welcome to every hi you guys all Thanks the new people and if you're listening to us. us welcome and there are other outlets than podcasts but podcast is all the rage
0: it is yeah it's easy to listen to while you're that's doing awesome yeah the dishes
1: Or driving down the driving <laughs> down the freeway or
0: at work bored <laughs>
1: Yeah, at work bored yeah
0: or you know <laughs> trying ethics. to get it. <laughs> hey so our friend jess uh-huh. hey jess. Hi, jess she agrees with me that beards are all the rage she yeah. does not she's not amused when her husband shaves either
1: no well, neither are you i'm not the dogs got mad at me the the littlest dog has never seen me without like he's only a few months old he's never seen me without a beard and he kind of quivered and he barked rah, rah, rah. at you when yeah.
0: you walked in at four in the morning <laughs> he did i, I was like what is I happening know. i
1: had to go and then and then i came in said hi to him and he burrowed himself under the covers i don't know if you felt <laughs> all right nobody yeah. nobody loves me anymore that's true uh, yeah. especially the littlest just go out and make money you come back you grow a beard we'll love you again go-
0: dude yeah. he gets it yeah I get he it. so gets us i know
1: i'm so intellectual <laughs>
0: All right, so the divorcing. I mean, how much have you shared with your kids about your divorce?
1: Quite a bit. Yeah. Up to the point to where they don't have details, but um, it was, uh, gosh, it's such a hard thing to explain why you're divorced with the kids or to the kids when, you know, we've talked about it before, it ultimately, I fought for my marriage for a solid year and a half before finally letting go of that. yes you did giving it up that's right so how do you explain that to your kids that mommy and daddy are divorced and especially when that's going on and be like but this isn't daddy's decision they're like well why is it happening so I'm like how do you do that without putting down the other person and
0: right because you look like the jerk because you have no power right like they're looking to dad to fix it because that's what dad does yeah right yeah dads fix it right and when you can't fix it their little brains explode.
1: Right, because you're be all end all.
0: And then you feel like a jerk, like, you know, yeah. I was going to cuss, but then you get mad at me. <sighs>
1: I know, then I have to press the buttons can and edit. And No, all please right. don't. Um,
0: but you get it. After
1: after the podcast, you can cuss all you want. Thanks. Um, But.
0: Was that hard as a man?
1: It, very hard, because it's out of control. It's, you know, it's out of my control. But then after that year and a half, and as things are going, and I'm like, wow, I'm in such a better place now. She's in such a better place now. You know, like you were just talking about, the whole family's in a better place now. Mommy's better, daddy's better. We're just, we're better people. We're in a better place. It's been easier for them to see and me to explain it to them. And my thoughts and my feelings have all flipped on that. So now I can be like, yeah, you know, it's it's great. You know, I'm in a happy, loving marriage. You guys are in a happy, loving household. Right. And at the other house, you're in a happy, loving household, Right. And that might not be the situation for everyone, but at least if you're in a better place, that's at least 50% of that battle. That's half of that battle right there. Now you can't control the other situation and what's going on in the other household, but if you can control your situation, you can be in a good, happy, loving household and marriage and give them something to model, you know, to model that after. That's enough, you know, just because it's a, A failing test score in high school doesn't mean it's a failing test score in life. Right. You know, if they can see half of that modeled correctly, Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's greatness right there.
0: Right. And I think it's, you know, interesting because we are on two different ends of the spectrum, right? You had no choice Mm -hmm. in how your marriage ended. And I am the one that walked away in mine. Mm -hmm. I mean, it takes two. So I see that meaning it took you know, it takes two to get us to the place of and wa- someone of, walks away. Years of right? hardship, yeah. So, but as someone who, so when I, I guess what I'm saying is like, I was very confident. You know, I had, I had done a lot of soul searching, a lot of, Um, it was still very hard. But I, when I left my marriage, I was for sure, this is the right thing for my kids, for myself, and even for my ex-husband. I mean, he was miserable. I was miserable. The kids were growing up like, why is daddy talking to you that way? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I just, I knew it was the right thing. For you, though, you kind of, like you said, felt out of control. Like, you had no say. So what would, and people, that's that's normal for half of our listeners probably have found themselves in your situation. Mm -hmm. What do you tell kids when you're in that low of lows? You know, before you're able to flip it around and see the blessings.
1: That's a hard, yeah. What that's did a, you
0: say? Like, how do you discuss it with them?
1: That's a hard thing because you want to kick and scream and yell and shout, and you know, you've got yeah. you've got so many emotions in your body. You know, you have anger, you have love. You want to fix everything. You want to be the best person possible, but you're also angry because the situation and the things that are happening and everything out of your control. Right. So really. Um, and it was such a hard thing for me to do. You really need to just tell them without lying, without sugarcoating things, you need to give them enough information without bad mouthing, without putting down, um, the other spouse or the situation. Which must
0: be so hard if you've been wronged.
1: Yeah. Well, and and the thing is the kids aren't looking for a side at all. The kids don't want sides. The kids just want a comforting answer. Yeah. So if you can give them some type of comforting answer,
0: such as what,
1: um, you know, like that we're gonna be we're gonna be better off, we're gonna be better parents, you know, it's healthier for us. You guys are gonna have a happier household. You know, you give them encouragement. You give them like, hope to hold yeah, on. Yeah, mommy. To. Yeah, mommy wrong, daddy. She's this. She's that. You know, calling her a bunch of names and. That you know? only
0: hurts the kids.
1: Please only, hear that. That only hurts the entire situation, yeah. you know?
0: And that gets back to the other parent.
1: Oh, yeah. So, I oh,
0: mean... Yeah.
1: And I'm not saying I was squeaky clean to the whole thing, but I did my very best to try to make yeah. it as good as possible. Because then now... Years later, the kids are growing up. and They're like, dang, dude, dad used to say a lot of mean things about mom. And, you know, the kids are going to figure this stuff out on their own. We don't have to tell them. I know we've said that a thousand times. It's just
0: really hard, that waiting game. Right. It is. It's really hard, especially when you're wronged or hurt or there's rumors. You know, I said this a million times. We live in a very small town. And with both of our divorces, I mean, rumors were flying, that were so ridiculous and not true. Right. And people really don't think that kids hear these rumors, but you have to understand other kids have parents who talk and often talk in front of kids and things do come out in weird ways. Um, you know, I was in the grocery store one time and a lady came up to me and w- my kids were present and like, Oh, have you heard what's being said? And I kind of have to be like, uh, my kids are here. Right. Right um, give me a call sometime or text. Like I had to like redirect because, um, everybody just wants all the information out there and that just hurts kids. So, um, I think you also have to teach your kids that lesson too, that just because they hear something doesn't make it true. And to always, you know, invite them to come talk to you about that. Um, I think that really helps kids just to know that you're not shutting down conversations, but really, have an open door policy because they're going to be super confused. They're going to have a lot of questions. Right. Right. And a lot of parents are like, I grew up with parents like this. Like, don't ask me none of your business. And while some of that's true, I think that kids um, will make up their own script in their head. If you don't tell them, Mm -hmm. they will take all the little untruths, inform one big untruth if you if you don't take the time to address their questions and address what they need to know what their little minds are seeking to know right so yeah
1: um going back real quick um you know you were talking about being the one who ended your marriage Mm -hmm. and your second marriage (laughs) <laughs> and i uh, did not
0: in my first marriage right i had no choice my right. second marriage
1: so you've been on both sides of it so <laughs> so so, so now, the
0: third time i just need to die all
1: right. oh, all right. i mean <laughs> so looking back is there any regrets because i'm sure a lot of our listeners are like yeah i've been in your shoes um you know was that the right call was it the right thing tearing our family apart or you know whatever it is what's your thoughts on that
0: like, have I had any regrets? Yeah. Are you no. like,
1: there's not been a day in your life? Where no. Like, Man,
0: there has not been one moment of one day. Was, no, I really, genuinely, because I think people have to understand that I was in counseling, I was in therapy for a year and a half, and I'm a I'm a Christian woman, and so I was in church a lot, I was praying a lot, you know, I was in all the ways trying to figure out what to do because I was so miserable. I mean, my son would come up and ask me, why does daddy talk to you like that? We could not have a conversation without fighting. It was such a toxic name calling, threatening. Um, I won't get it. Anyway, it was just a very bad situation. Um, and he wasn't happy too. You know, I was, I was also, you've, you've heard me in fights with you. I mean, could you imagine that every day? Yeah. No. Um so on both sides it was very very bad and we tried marriage counseling and that didn't work for us. And so by the time I mean I feel like I exhausted all the like I exhausted everything marriage counseling, you know, personal therapy, you know, just on my knees praying to God. And you know, I was in church one Sunday and I was by myself because I'd often go to church alone. And I'm sitting there in tears being so miserable and unhappy and confused. And like, you know, I'm going to share this with you guys because I think you guys, it might help someone. So here I go. You know, in therapy, I'd always, you know, I can white knuckle this till they're 18. I can white knuckle this till they're 18. Is that what I need to do? That's where I was. I was wrestling with, do I stay till they're 18 and blow the worlds apart? Or do I go now and blow the worlds apart? because I didn't ever think that this was going to be a lasting marriage because it would have been a lifetime of just misery from both parts. Um, And my therapist told me this. He said, Julie, he said, you know, kids are really pliable. So if you know this marriage is going to end, you need to do it while they're young enough to recover, right? My daughter was super young. Um, My son was super young, like, you know, seven Ish, uh-huh. maybe six, seven. And they're like their their brains are pliable, you know, they adapt. Their adaptability is much better younger when they're older. When they're eighteen and you blow their worlds apart, then they start like my whole parents' marriage was a lie. Right. They don't forgive you because they feel like you, you know, it was a lie. Or well, if they had a horrible upbringing, then they're like, why did you guys put us through this for 18 That's it. You've, years. Yeah, you've
1: raised them in this in this horrible, right. toxic household for the last 18 years. Right. And then finally, the nail in the coffin is you guys splitting up. Yeah. And they're like, well, that sucked, but Thanks now this sucks.
0: <laughs> so that was the discussion I had in therapy. But okay. I'm, again, a Christian okay. woman, and I never wanted to put my kids through what I went through, I'm a, I'm a daughter, I, I'm a divorced, I'm a stepchild, divorced child, kid, whatever, so I was wrestling with the religious piece, you know, um, and I just remember being in church, I'm worshiping, I'm in tears, and I just get this calm rush over me, and God, in that moment, is is going to sound like, it sounds crazy when I retell it, but I'll never forget, I remember exactly where I was sitting, like, God just released me from my marriage, you know, and I just, because I don't think, you know, I, I got this peace, and then it was that, that, that God wouldn't want this for any of his children, right? This is not what marriage is. This is not a godly marriage. This is not what marriage was meant to be. You know, it was borderline anyway. So I got, when that happened, when I felt released by God, where I felt like I was good with my maker, then there was no turning back. You know then I was able to step away, and I had zero regrets, and not for a single day do I regret it and you know, I look at my ex husband now he is so happy, you know he found the love of his life, and my kids are so happy there that this was like just affirmation that I just you know but it it took a lot of heartbreak and a long time, like I guess it was a year and a half process, and um you know, I think that he would thank me now. Yeah, you know that took a long time, but
1: and there's your there's your shirt for the for the week. No regrets. We'll spell it like those the Milky are Way shirts already, though, and I'll say no regrets.
0: Yeah, I don't know. How do you feel that? I mean, does it matter to you that I walked away from my marriage? How does that make you feel?
1: Um, no. Knowing all the circumstances, um, there's there's a couple there's a couple things to that. Like I know that if I treat you. Like crap and um, just give us a terrible marriage. I know that you're you're willing to walk away, so uh, that gives me a little uh, a little bit of um, uh, what's what's even the word. I, I know that you know it's it takes two to to make that happen. I also know your yeah. whole backstory. You know, yeah. So no, I mean, um, I think we have a wonderful marriage, but also. Is there the possibility of anything happen happening? Yeah, I think so. On both ends, on right? Both ends. You
0: can't make someone stay no. if you really you want to make go. Someone stay, you, you would can't. Go. Yeah, you, you know, can't.
1: I, I can't. Um, do I ever think that you would go cheat on me? No, but is the possibility there? It's always there. Am I going to hang my hat on that and worry about it every single day? No, I can't control you. All I can do is control myself and our marriage and give you and us the best marriage and relationship i can possibly do. Yeah. It's really just up to us.
0: That's right. Yeah. I think I p- wrote a post about this like it is completely up to you and your spouse to either have the happiest of marriages or the most miserable. Like you guys really do we hold all the power to that. Right. You know, you guys all hold all the power to that. Um so Jessica asked mm-hmm. me a question. I'm going to go ahead and read it for those of you who can't see Um, she asks, Julie, I'm curious if your feelings changed about the end of your first marriage where you were on the other side of it the second time around, right? So my first marriage, I was left, and that was a pretty horrific story. Um, He came home one day out of the blue and said, I love myself more than I can ever love you, and I have to go find out who Chris is, and I can't do that being married to you anymore like out of the blue and mind you my first husband was super romantic all the time so like I mean the day that this happened I had he had mailed me a love letter from where he was he was in LA doing mechanics school or whatever and uh so like it was just a really weird day I it was um I got this this love letter in the mail and then he walks in the door and I just it was all over his face like something was wrong and I started panicking, like, what happened? Like, who did you sleep with in L.A.? Like, it was like that. Like, it was like you walked through the door of just shame and regret. And um, and then he told me that. And he just, he was very confident. And that was that. And there was nothing I could say, nothing I could do. And I didn't see it coming at all. I was super blindsided. Mind you, I was super young and starry-eyed. And um, so... That was completely shocking. And I think that that's what made it so, so I don't know how to answer that question because I had no control, nor did I feel like I deserved that. Like it wasn't about me at all. It was all about him. And that makes it hard
1: because that's how my marriage ended. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we didn't have the best, the best of marriage and the best that it could be. Right. And I am a lot better. I am a lot better husband now And probably a lot better father now. I mean, kids have always been a huge priority, but you learn a lot from it. Sure. But when you don't hold any of that power, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of what ifs and what if I would have done this differently and what if I would have been like this and, you know, ultimately like you can't think like that. It's, it's what can I do now Mm -hmm. to make myself better? What can I do now to make myself a better dad, to make myself a better husband for the next wife because right. I'll, I'll tell you um for <laughs> the
0: next wife
1: well if you're gonna get remarried um but I'll tell you I learned a lot from that first yeah. That you grow f- up yeah and it's true I treat you a lot better than I treated her not that I treated her like garbage or trash well let's
0: hope that we all better ourselves that's right? what I mean that's I'm like I know same. I do
1: things differently yeah, now same. you know yeah anyways
0: no for sure so I mean I think that my second marriage, it took both of us to break it apart. And I think that if anybody was inside of our behind closed doors, would have seen the progression of like, it just was in rumble, like shamble. So it was different. Um, I wasn't heartbroken. I was heartbroken my second marriage ending for my kids because I didn't have kids in my first marriage. So I was heartbroken for my kids. I wasn't heartbroken for myself. And when my first marriage ended, I was devastated. It was like, you know, he took my virginity and then I'll never get that back again. Like, I was never going to be able to say I was married one time for the rest of my life. Yeah,
1: I had the same type of...
0: And it was panicking to me. I'm like, how unfair is that? Like, Mm -hmm. you just robbed me of that. And my parents were divorced and I wasn't going to get divorced because my parents were divorced and I wasn't going to. And to have that uncontrollably happen to you get that yeah it was um it was a lot to wrestle with and so the second time around it's like well my cherries popped already whatever I'm just kidding you guys I don't really mean that but the, you know I, I was <laughs> I <laughs> I was just very confident in the decision I had I had so it was just it was very different I don't even know if that answered your question um but back to that like Back to our topic at hand, what we discuss with our kids. So when things get tough, co-parenting, cause that's what we're living right now. Mm-hmm. We're living the co-parenting things. Mm-hmm. I know you can't relate because you co-parent in such a beautiful way. <laughs> well, but you we're fortunate. No we got to, I literally just
1: had a, had a little five minute meeting with my ex mm-hmm. right before this, you know, she's picking up our son and I met her where she picks him up to sign some paperwork yeah. for his medical stuff. And, uh, It just works good when you keep it about the kids, you keep it on topic. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, there wasn't a single thing discussed about outside of our children in that, in that five or 10 minutes that we met and signed papers. It was literally about the topic. And it's not like we're like weird, like, you know, one of us starts to talk about that and like, Oh, I can't talk about that. Right. It just, it's a, just a common, um, understanding that we're just we don't talk about anything else yeah you know we don't make it weird you know it's not
0: right but when it comes to like I know you don't deal with it a lot now I deal with it a lot now like just tough co-parenting where you just disagree and you're so frustrated like what do you discuss with the kids about that you know if if the other parent is making irrational irrational unreasonable decisions or and your kids are caught in that right because it affects the kids because you're only talking about the kids i yeah. agree with that so like how much do you tell your children so about let's give that?
1: an example and this isn't my example this is going to be your example <laughs> you <laughs> well, have no I, I, hard I, I, examples i mean i i sure I everything's perfect some in your world <laughs> Wee. yeah unicorn farts Just and glitter talk about mine. we're going to talk about Shit yours because for oh, here we go there's our there's our beep out button thanks no um, problem. Anyways, so I'm going to turn off the screen if you keep doing that. <laughs> um, so, for instance, your daughter wants to play co-ed hockey, right? She's young. She's She wanted to start doing that at what, about six, seven years old? Yeah. Okay. Your ex says, no, she's not going to play a Oh, s- we're
0: doing a real-life example, not yeah. hypothetical. No. Okay, why not?
1: I, yeah. I'm just saying cool says no yeah she's not gonna play co-ed sports then
0: mind you okay can can we just paint the picture co-ed hockey at five years old they're head to toe in pads I mean you push them over it's like a marshmallow they just kind of bounce yeah they don't they're there's no skin
1: there's so okay so there's but there's so many reasons why he says no is it because it's co-ed like that's the that's the excuse right
0: Yes, I get told she wants to play. Mind you, my husband's a hockey player.
1: Has been since I was young. Son's a hockey player. like we're.
0: And so it's natural that my daughter's going to want to, which was really sweet that she wanted to come into your world. Yeah. And we've and taken her
1: out to play, and she loves it. She has a good time. She's been her. awesome. We've tried her in soccer, right? That, She's she, picked daisies. Hell, and um, Soccer is the worst. She scored I'm sorry. goals for the other oh. team.
0: Yeah, she was the only pissed. goal she ever scored.
1: Yeah, for the, for other, the team. other
0: team, and then she get mad. She's like, "I don't want to run anymore," they and just she just stand in the middle of the course. field. And I'm like, "Oh, child, we gotta go," but she's like, "No, okay. I'm not leaving anyway." Right. So, so that's a real. Example. So then
1: that comes down, you yeah. know. So you have to explain that to her, like, "No, dad doesn't want you to." And again, mm-hmm. people always said, "He who says no <laughs> has all the power," right? True. So then something like. A dance class or uh there's been other ones yeah
0: so i have but i tell my i do am super honest with my kids i tell them the reason their dad doesn't want them to do the things that they want to do
1: so now are they your reasons or are they the reasons that he gives you no are you are because you i'm like, fine with it i feel like it's that it's yes. because it's
0: maybe this is wrong i tell my kids sorry you can't do this because dad says no
1: oh yeah that's yeah which is not the truth or that's not a lie. And That's then I will say,
0: dad does not want you to participate in co-ed sports. Mm-hmm. Go talk to dad about that, which right. they won't. Um, now, this they're... is something
1: that I had to get you to do because for the longest time, really? you didn't want to tell your kids That's true. that they couldn't do things. You kind of wanted to pull the rug over it for the longest time. I'm like, look it, you're going to be pulling the rug over, hiding this from them for all these years. Yeah. And that took a couple years. I'm like, then they're going to later on in life go, why didn't, why wasn't I ever able to do this? And they're never going to figure it out on their own. Now, if you're honest with your children about why they can't, and you're not making things up, you, you don't go to your children and say, or, or your daughter and say, well, he doesn't want you to play because Eric plays and he coaches and that's why, you know, that's not that's not the s- specific reason you're saying it's because he doesn't want. We were
0: highly suspicious. That was part. We of We were it. highly
1: <laughs> suspicious, but you don't, he didn't say that. So that's not what you give to your kids. You give your kids only factual information.
0: Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and things and that's that, my point. And being you, just honest, like this is what your dad thinks. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't extend upon what he thinks. Right.
1: Because then you're just making things up. And yeah. Ra- what rather if yeah. it's 99%, probably the truth. Right. Or it's not. That's not what was said, so that's not what you give your children. Otherwise, you are creating a rumor in your household that is then going to uh, eventually probably end up back at the other household. Right. And that's going to create a fight. Right. Right, or or issues or problems. Right. Now, on the flip side of that, if you're the dad and you're saying, no, you can't play co-ed hockey or sport or whatever, and that's not really the reason, you better be careful because later on, which we've seen, things start to contradict themselves, right? And we see them contradicting themselves. So if we're seeing that, the children are seeing that. And oh, the it's children, already been brought up. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The children are growing up and it's starting to contradict themselves. So that's kind of, that's kind of the both sides of it.
0: Yeah, warning. Right?
1: So don't make stuff up in your household <laughs> and don't lie to your kids, you know? It doesn't mean you have to give them every excuse and example mm-hmm. or, or let them know everything going on. But don't sugarcoat things and hide things from them because you think it's going to, it's going to, it's going to protect them. It's going to keep them out of the clear because eventually our kids are going to know all, you know.
0: Well, kids are just smart and they figure it out (sighs) for themselves. And, you know, parents' behaviors, you know, we all have patterns. So what's your, what's your parents' pattern? Is it being two-faced? They're going to find out real quick. Um, that's a really hard thing to realize when you're a child. I realized that before with my own parents and, um, it's, it's hard, but I think that's right. I think that to get back to what you said earlier, I did struggle with a lot because I, my parents were bad mouthed to me. So growing up in a divorced family, um, my dad would always bash my mom. My mom always had like not so nice things to say about my dad and they were always involved in a nasty custody battle and I would hear about it.
1: Yeah. And now now you hearing about that, <clears throat> did that make things better for you? Were you glad that your mom was bashing your dad and telling you about it? And were you glad that your dad was bashing your mom and telling you about no. it? How did so that make you feel? No,
0: well, it makes you confused. Right. It confuses kids because they i think kids are born into this world wanting to love both parents right and when you're being told but when you're when parents are bashing each other it puts this kids in like um puts kids in a very confused place because they don't know what to believe and then they're having wrestling they're in a wrestling with i want to be free to love this person but this person is so bad my my other parent is telling me this person is so bad and so wrong and so hurtful and so evil but I'm yearning to love them. And this creates such a confusing internal pull within kids that's just not fair to put that on them. They're not emotionally equipped to handle that. They can't their brains aren't developed enough to work that out. Um, and so to start that off with both parents bashing them as um, each other is just really unfair to kids. And so just don't do it. And if you are having to talk about your ex and the co-parenting or the divorce, you know, keep it factual and keep it as little with a little emotion as you possibly can have. Um and just wait and be patient because they'll figure out who their other parent is on their own. And actually when that happens, it's really heartbreaking. So know that too. Be there when they're 30, figured it out, and heartbroken. They're probably going to need you to love on them. Um, yeah, but they'll respect every... Anyway, sorry.
1: That's okay. Yeah. Um, The topic that we were talking about um, with the kind of flipping the truth and the no co ed type thing. Yeah. Brings up a question that one of our um listeners asked. Sure. And that is um how how do you deal with your ex not wanting another man in your child's life? Mm. Or
0: Oh, I remember this one.
1: You know, and I've and I've kind of been on both sides of that. And I feel like Have that's kind of on topic with this. Yeah. Mm. Because when my ex started Dating um, who is now her husband. Mm-hmm. Her and I have both known this person for a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I knew the type of person he was. Mm-hmm. And the type of children I wanted my kids to be. Um, or our kids to be. And that really upset me. And I was like, this isn't the type of person or role model I want around our children.
0: We bonded over that. Right? hmm
1: Now... Um, on the flip side, I have been that guy, your ex didn't want me around. He was angry about me and I don't think he didn't know me, you know, you don't know me. (laughs) Um, he didn't know me. He didn't have anything to go off of. I mean, yeah, rumors can be rumors, you know, like I'm sure if I'm sure he tried to get some type of information on me and people said what he wanted to hear. Our
0: exes were talking to each other. At some one point, that was fun, good right. times. Excuse me. In the yeah. beginning,
1: right. So, um, what do we do if our exes don't want someone around? You know.
0: Um. Well, I think it's and
1: I, you know, in the, well, this mm, isn't even men and women because yeah, you were oh. kind of in the same mm, boat, mm. and you had a history with who he's with now. Yep. And you had a. Dark, dirty history mm-hmm. that caused rifts in families.
0: Mm-hmm. Broke families apart. Broke not families apart. Own, but, yeah.
1: Because of things that she had yeah. done. Done. We'll yeah. just leave it at that. Yeah.
0: Um. So, what I had to learn.
1: Should I get the bleep button ready? I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. So, what I had to learn there, Eric, is, you know... Unless there's abuse, you really have no control. So when it's scheduled custody time, you don't really get a say in who's around your kids and who's not. And judges will say that too. You know, kids have a right to form relationships with the other parents, friends, and family. And, um... You kind And same thing, you know, in your household, you know, my ex couldn't really, it didn't, he he had no leg to stand on that you couldn't come over. Like, it doesn't matter. He doesn't have power. So you're kind of powerless when it's not your custody turn, um, and that never feels good, and that often leads to, like, how can I hurt this person a different way because I can't control what's happening, so I'm going to spread lies. I'm going to spread rumors. I am going to... Make co-parenting as tough as humanly possible. I'm going to be mean. I'm going to be rude. I'm going to send nasty texts. I mean, there's all kinds of backlash that comes with making a choice such as having someone around your children
1: mm-hmm.
0: that you don't want. But I mean, so sad, too bad. They don't really have power. You know yeah. what I'm trying to say? Like, I it's it just kind of, you got to do what you think is right. Yeah. And you can't really live your life. You can't live your personal life still looking at your ex, right? Like I can't move on with you with my ex right here and like, okay, well, you know, what does that do? You know, you got to leave him behind. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: Well, and and whoever I was going to be with, you know, you were damned if you did, damned if you don't, you know, you you weren't going to get a pass regardless. I could have been with anyone in the world and she wasn't going to be happy about it, you know, which is kind of ironic because she's the one who left, right? but yeah but
0: but you're also like I just don't clearly I don't care what people think about me
1: right well <laughs> and vice versa so what I had to do the way I there's that the way I coped with this and dealt with this yeah is I kind of went hermit for a little while I'm like
0: you did you went off grid
1: I'm just not gonna deal with any of it yeah and by then you start changing your thoughts and in to a point where you just kind of stop caring you like you just have to accept it you know <laughs> Just, just bite the pillow and accept it. And then eventually what I started doing, um,
0: sorry, I always think of biting the pillow in a sexual way
1: and accept it. So what I would do is then, um, know, I'd always check in. I wouldn't just completely let things go, but I'd always check in with the kids and then, I would, you know, you kind of learn, okay, well, everything's all right over there. And actually for a little while it wasn't, my son was fighting with his, at the time, her boyfriend, but now stepdad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there was a lot of things. So once things start to, to kind of smooth out and become like, all right, this guy's sticking around, he's going to be here for a while. Mm-hmm. What I did to kind of counteract it was I started encouraging the kids to show respect and behave Whereas I've seen in other relationships and blended families in the past. Um, years ago, some of my friends, they encourage their kids to give the other parent hell and, you know, talk back. And the only thing that does is teaches your children bad habits. Oh, yeah. They're going to react in the same way. Yep. That's it. And eventually yep. it's going to come back to your household. That's well, right. You're the one that taught me this. You're the one that told me this. So I, I looked at it super internally. And just flush my pride down the toilet, and said, "Just behave while you're over there." And I tell them this all the time, especially my son.
0: When you're like, "Go kick him in the balls," uh, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> I've, uh, you know,
0: cut his hair off, and while he's sleeping.
1: Yeah, but I'm always like, <laughs> "Hey, be on your best behavior." Yeah. Hey, behave, right? You know, you know, are you being a good boy for mom? Because it's always my son I'm worried about. <laughs> you know, you being good. Okay, be on your best behavior. You yep. Know. Have you ever heard me send him back to the other house and that not be part of the goodbye speech?
0: Nope, you're always encouraging you're always putting
1: and yeah a and positive
0: that's, spin on it and that's important because and that's not you,
1: yeah and that's not to like toot my own horn, but that's like that's to basically set your kids up for just life success like yeah. yes you you know that I'm not their biggest fan, but doesn't mean that you don't treat your household with respect. Any way across the board. Because, again, this is going to translate to when you're an adult and you're in school and you have a job. You might not like everyone in your environment. But you better treat everyone well and with respect, right? Yeah,
0: you have to learn how to just get through the day. Right. For sure. Um, What do you do... When your kids come home, and this has happened in your situation especially. Okay. It hasn't really happened in mine. My kids are kind of iron curtains. They don't really share with me what goes on in the other home. Yeah. Which is odd. Yeah. Um, but
1: They're very, very reserved. They don't yeah. talk about anything.
0: But when your children come home and they say, I'll sit in your case, Mom was saying some pretty oh. horrible things about you. What do you say to your children about that?
1: So your first reaction is you want to jump on it and you want to you want to defend and fight, right? Yep. That's everyone's reaction. My approach to that is stopping. Oh, for instance, my 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 son came home and said, "Mom said you never graduated high school." You know, and you kind of stop and laugh like and I graduated high school, you know, <laughs> um, but you kind of, you, you want to get mad about it and put her down or the, you know, the other, the other person down. And I basically stopped and said, do you think that's true? Well, no, but that's what mom says. Well, that's not true, you know, and I can show you, you know, pull out my diploma, show them. And he's like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, why do you think she said that, you know? So I make him think past just the argument. Right. Why do you think she said that? Well, she was mad about this, that, and the other thing. I said, okay, so her reaction was then to be mad, take it out on me, and say something. Do you think that's the right way of going about it? So I show him the whole situation. I basically make him recap what happened over there just based off of what he's told me. And kind of break it down. So he sees that it's a frustration in one person. Mm -hmm. It's not a fight between two. Right. And And that's a coping
0: mechanism she uses. Right. Because she's just angry and that's her reaction.
1: Right. So rather than me jumping on the bandwagon and creating it a fight, all that's going to teach him to do is he's, he's stuck in the middle. He's watching how this happened. Now he's watching. He would be watching dad get angry and he'd watch a fight develop. And he would learn how to make a fight develop, right? So what I do is I show him how to shut down that side of it. And, you know, like kids at school, kid at school makes fun of you for, you know, the haircut that you have, you know. Do you think that kid truly hates your haircut and doesn't like you because of your haircut? No, it's probably something going on at home with this kid. And he's lashing out at another kid and bullying him because he's insecure about something or... He's having a bad day. His parents were fighting about high school graduations. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I make him see both sides of it and break it down. And now he realizes, like, yeah, that's irrational. Dad's not mad because it's not the truth. And it kind of just gets left there. Right. So it shows him how to just let things roll off his his back.
0: Yeah. And what do you... Okay, so that was a distruth. But... We all have our ugly sides. We've all done things we're not proud of.
1: I thought I was perfect. You already <laughs> told me this. You already told the audience today that I was perfect. So you're perfect. Okay, thank you.
0: But in the times you've been unperfect. <laughs> imperfect. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, so what happens though when your ex tells a a, a story okay. that yeah. is true? Yeah. That is not flattering. Right. You know what's really like something you're not proud of. Do do you just you own, own it? it? You, you own have it.
1: to, otherwise you're a liar, right? Otherwise, there's like, nothing worse shame to on, your kids Shame than being on the a other liar. parent for bringing something like that up.
0: But you can't control that.
1: But you can't control That's that, right? Right. So don't be the parent that does that to the other parent. But if yeah. it does, you own it, and you're not like, well, oh well, right? You own it, and you. You learn. You teach your kids a lesson. You teach your kids to learn from your downfalls and your mishaps and your shortcomings, right? You don't. You tell your kids, like, yeah, mom or your daddy screwed up by doing that, and that I sh- never should have done that, or I never should have handled it that way. But you don't make the mistake, the same mistake I did. Learn from my mistakes. Yeah. And I think that's that should be life lessons in general. You know, your kids should always be. You know, maybe not in that same way, but you should always be teaching your kids not to make the mis- same mistakes you did.
0: Oh, for sure. Because as a
1: teenager, man, I was driving 100 miles an hour everywhere I could go as fast as I could. Every, You know, my kids aren't driving. Well, one of the kids are driving, and, you know, she doesn't have a lead foot. But I'm like, you better bet my son is going to be the one wanting to do that. So I started teaching him now, like, look it, you could You can ruin lives. You can ruin your own life, you know. You start teaching them these lessons now. And you instill lessons into them that you have learned over the time and don't let them make the same mistakes.
0: Yeah, that's great advice. You know, I think just turning every situation into a learning situation and then also being able to own up to your mistakes is such a great thing to instill into your kids too.
1: And it's very freeing because again, as Christian people, you know, we do have God's grace Right? So letting our kids know, hey, we're not perfect. But just because we're not perfect doesn't mean that we're we're doomed and we're just going to go around and be trashy people. Right? You, you teach them, like, listen, I make mistakes. I have made mistakes. I don't want you to make the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. But if you do make your own mistakes, you can learn from them.
0: Yeah. And you can help others, which is why we're here, right? Flashlight people. Right. You know? Because it's unnecessary. If somebody's already learned the lesson it's unnecessary for you to want to do the same thing to learn the same lesson right. you know but i think that's an immaturity that lives in us all we have this immaturity streak that you we know we're different and we are going to do it better and our life lessons are you know mm-hmm. money doesn't matter mm-hmm. it matters
1: it does, but I'm to what, sorry, you know, but yes, but to what point and
0: lifestyle, maybe we we don't say money, maybe we say lifestyle, No, but it, but
1: at the end of the day, it is, it is money, but it also is how you deal with it, because I know some terrible people that make tons of money, but I also know some really great, are people. are they happy?
0: Those terrible people that make lots of money,
1: lot, I mean, are they happy? Some are, some aren't, I, I know, lo- I know all walks of life, but what I'm saying is
0: everyone you guys.
1: I know you guys. Thanks for knowing me back. Um, but you just teach them value in things. Yeah. And that's really like that's the big lesson is is right. value. So we're just about there with our with our time. I th- we're gonna lose Instagram here. You guys, second. I have so, so much you, more
0: to talk about though. <laughs> How sad. Oh. I didn't even save that on the computer.
1: Here, you can have mine. Look oh at that. My gosh. I'm a fixer.
0: So I guess the lessons here is be honest with your kids. Yeah. Be age appropriate with your kids. Do not lie. You can omit things that they shouldn't hear yet, but realize kids always want to make sense of the world they're living in. So if their world is a blended family, you know, they're going to want to make sense of it. They want to know why you married, who you married, you know, why did it fall apart, um, and I just think you need to always allow them to love their other parent, be honest about the other parent, and redirect to the other parent. You know, don't make the other parents battle yours. Right. If the other parent is co-parenting in a frustrating way, redirect the kids. Go ask your other parent. Go ask your mom. Go ask your dad. I can't speak for them. Yeah. There's not. It's not necessary to speak for other people. Yeah. You're not those people. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah, be like mindful it. when you talk to your kids, you guys. It matters.
1: It totally does. And uh, they see all, and they know all. And
0: <laughs> and they're smart. They're going to figure so it out smart. one day or another.
1: Right. So. so Thank you, thank you everyone, for tuning in. We and, uh, it. and listening and watching us. And next week, I think we'll be back on a little bit more normal schedule. We'll probably do the 530. thirty. want to do the 530? Yeah. Okay, so next week it'll be 530. And podcasters you'll just get it when you get it but no usually I'll process right afterwards and and send yeah. it out to you but uh,
0: like us on Facebook Instagram give us a
1: thumbs up right now if you're watching us on YouTube if you yeah. if you're subscribe. getting anything out of this subscribe send this on pass it on Facebook and help our community our blended family community grow um, because it only helps all of us and ultimately it helps our children and that's kind of that's the big importance
0: that's right. and we so, need to stay married yeah stop breaking up blended families Let's break the statistic.
1: Yeah, 70%. We can do better
0: than that. I just know it.
1: Yeah. Thanks, everyone. All right. Thanks, you guys. We'll see you next time.
0: Peace. Bye.